everybody, and welcome to the Mosaic Campus Church Podcast. We're so happy that you decided to join us. My name is Steve Grimes. I get the awesome opportunity of being the host for this podcast, but also being the pastor at Mosaic Campus Church. Today's talk is from our Sunday night past uh, sermon. We've been doing this series called Let's Be Honest, and we've had a great time doing that. So hope you enjoy this talk today. Uh, we'll let you know right up front, this, this is not the original recording. We ran into some technical issues on Sunday night when we were recording uh, so this is kind of a re-recording of that sermon, but all the same content. So uh, if you have any questions or any comments, feel free to reach out, and we hope you enjoy. We're continuing our series called Let's Be Honest this week. This is week three of the series, and we've had some awesome, awesome discussions and conversations uh, looking at different uh, common phrases, questions, or even phrases that we often wish people would be honest about when it comes to following Jesus. And so the first week, we looked at um, how we have these moments, whether it's in a trial, a hard circumstance, or a situation doesn't work out how we wish it would have. We just honestly, we have these moments of, God, I just don't like you right now. You know, this didn't work out the way I wanted it to. This is not what I asked for. You didn't come through how I wanted to. You know, in this moment, I'm just not about it. And so I encourage you to go back and listen to that talk uh, from a few weeks ago. And then week two, uh, we got honest again where we talked about how, you know, sometimes in certain social circles, certain places, whether it's certain families, friends, school, classrooms, studies, labs, whatever it is, we have these moments of, you know what, I just don't want people to know or I don't like talking about who God is that much. I don't want to share where I am on a Sunday night at Mosaic and the tension that we have with that feeling. And so, again, that's on the podcast as well, so I encourage you to go look at it. This week, we are looking at the feeling we can often have of, you know, if I'm going to be honest, I have some questions you know, sometimes we struggle with viewpoints or opinions from a Christian perspective on certain cultural topics that we struggle with. And, you know, we have these moments of, you know, I have some questions. Yeah, I, like I get Jesus. I'm I'm hearing about his love that he has for us. But, you know, I have some questions. And whether you're someone who's following Jesus or not, if you tend to think critically at all, chances are there have been opinions come up that have made you cringe a little, make you feel uncomfortable, maybe even think, I do struggle with that. This often comes up in conversations on social drinking, sex before marriage, or same-sex marriage, or maybe on a little more of a theological route. Um, this kind of feeling, this you know, this these times where we have questions is um, maybe a little more deep into like doctrine and theology of is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Do I even believe in God? Even, but these topics and the views Christians have on these topics, we sometimes struggle with because they are very real things in our lives. There are people. Who, there are people who represent some of these topics, faces to these conversations. So whether we find ourselves. Um, on a conservative kind of viewpoint, a liberal or somewhere in between, we often have moments of, oh, I don't know, or I have questions about that. And we can even feel some guilt over that struggle. I know for me, in my church community experience, I was told to believe something, and walking outside of that wasn't necessarily okay. I had, I was lucky I had certain people in my life who I could ask questions with, but for the most part, you had to believe a certain way 
or you are out. And I know there are people that are connected to our Mosaic family who you've experienced this or you've had family members who have been cast out of Christian circles because of the questions that they have or some of the viewpoints they have on some of these topics. So to be honest about our questions, to be honest about our struggle is a real thing. And I see this all the time talking to students. They struggle with certain views on different things. And before they ask me the question about it, they kind of pause, regather their thoughts because they're kind of afraid that they would offend me or say something that they shouldn't. And there's some guilt or almost fear surrounding the question that they want to ask to the point where they physically pause, rework their thoughts and ask it in a different way. And I just want to say right at the beginning of this, it's okay to have questions. Because if you're struggling with some of these topics, if you have questions, that means this journey with Jesus is real to you. You want to get it right. You want to own that journey for yourself. So don't quit asking questions. Don't feel guilty to struggle in your journey. And we're going to see an amazing example of this in the Bible through a man named Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a Pharisee who were basically the religious who's who in his time. They knew everything, every rule, every moral, every custom. They caused major troubles for Jesus because Jesus took a lot of what they taught, ordered, and commanded people to do and kind of turned it all on its head. And Nicodemus was molded to be one of the religious greats, but he himself, he struggled. And we're looking at a book in the Bible called John, which we've looked at before. It's a gospel which basically gives another unique perspective of Jesus' life here on earth. And in John 3, we see an interaction between Jesus and Nicodemus, this MVP kind of Pharisee. Let's read. This is this in John 3, verse 1 to 8. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and of the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus approaches Jesus in the evening after dark here, which many believe he did this so that no one could see him talking to Jesus. We don't know this for sure, it's a bit of an assumption, but Nicodemus recognizes Jesus has to be someone sent by God or working on behalf of God because he addresses him as rabbi and he he saw Jesus perform miracles and this confirmed for him, okay, this guy has some kind of connection with God. It seems this intrigued Nicodemus, so he begins to talk and have questions with Jesus. And Jesus starts with a bang first saying, I tell you the truth. Now this would have perked up Nicodemus' ears because he was supposed to be the one that knew truth. You know, he was a Pharisee who knew what actual truth was. So for Jesus, for this random kind of person to come and say, hey, I tell you the truth, that would have been kind of mixed with what he knew. And Jesus says, unless you're born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. And again, this is another red flag. Unless you're born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. It was a well-known truth that Jewish people automatically were a part of God's kingdom. Their birthright gave them the privilege of going to heaven. And Nicodemus, a Jewish man himself, would have heard, or when he heard this, he would have been shocked to hear Jesus say, you must be born again 
to enter the kingdom. And we see this by his response. He has no idea what Jesus is talking about. And I mean, we can sympathize with Nicodemus. He's kind of right. Nicodemus thinks Jesus means an actual physical rebirth, which seems quite tricky, maybe even impossible. So he's like, Jesus, how? (laughs) And this concept of being born again is an extremely common phrase in Christian circles. To be born again is to say that once you make the choice to follow Jesus, you experience this transformation in life. You have a different perspective. It's a new life. You are born again. Jesus doesn't really try to explain it to Nicodemus, though. He just says you must be born again by the Spirit and water. And he says being born by the Spirit is similar to the wind. We don't know where the wind comes from, but we do experience it. In a similar way, to be born again is not something we fully understand, but we can we certainly experience it in a journey with Jesus. And Nicodemus just simply responds to them, How can this be? And here's what I love about Nicodemus. He knows there's something to Jesus. He knows there's something about him that's connected to God, and he wants to find that out. Even when Jesus makes a statement that goes against his own placement within God's kingdom, he responds with, how does that work, Jesus? You know, Jesus flipped all of the truth that Nicodemus would have memorized and learned and spent a lifetime trying to make sure he knew it inside and out. And Jesus takes all of that and flips it on its head. Yet Nicodemus still asks, how does that happen? What makes that work? How does that affect me? What do you mean here, Jesus? He's curious. He asks questions. He wants to know more. And we can't say the same thing about Nicodemus, his Pharisee friends. The other Pharisees were so closed off to Jesus that they wanted him arrested and put to death for his statements. Nicodemus had an open mind enough to at least ask, why do you say that, Jesus? How does this work? What does this mean for me? He doesn't say to them, hey, you're wrong. Shame on you. Leave. And this kind of questioning and struggle for Nicodemus and Jesus and the tension he's creating for the Pharisees kind of comes to a breaking point in John chapter 7 where many people are starting to recognize Jesus as a Messiah, a Savior, the one that they were longing to come And the Pharisees don't like this because Jesus is not lining up with their teachings and their truth. So they ask for him to be arrested. The guards fail to do that. And Nicodemus stands up and says, in John 7 verse 50, we can read, um, Is it legal to convict a man before he is even given a hearing? He basically says, how can we arrest this man when we haven't even questioned him? That's the wrong legal process, and Nicodemus, extremely firm in what he believes here in this legal process, stands up for what he feels is right, even in the midst of his internal battle, even when his own reputation as a Pharisee is on the line. I think Nicodemus is this tremendous example, in my opinion, of what it means to struggle and question in what a journey with Jesus means. And Nicodemus shows me that it's okay to stop and think for a minute. And I think if you're someone who's listening or you're um, a part of our Mosaic family um, and you have moments where you question, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. I have questions about that view. Where do we get our reasoning for that? My encouragement is to keep on struggling, keep on asking questions and look to this amazing example of Nicodemus because I believe he had the best kind of perspective of standing up for what he knew, but also was extremely open to what he felt he didn't. 
he was awesome in in this kind of legal hearing that was happening where he says, hey, you haven't even questioned this guy yet. That's not proper legal process, so you can't rightly arrest him. So he's strong and firm in what, he's know, what he knows for sure, but he's also open where Jesus says a lot of radical things to him, and rather than saying, hey, shame on you, leave, get out of my sight, or have him arrested or killed, he says, hey, how does that actually work? You know, this is what I've been told, but you're saying something different. What does that mean for what I believe? Or how does that change what I believe? Or how do you think you might even be different? And so I think for us, we can have all the authority to ask questions. (laughs) I think um, we're all coming to this from different perspectives. We may be a little more conservative on some of these tense topics and Maybe we have to open up in our, with an open mind and have a little more grace. Or maybe we are a little more liberal and still need to have an open mind about some of these more conservative approaches and ask questions in that kind of perspective. But there's this perfect balance that we all need to strive and find. And my encouragement is to seek for it. And the best way to do that is to keep asking questions. As uncomfortable as it may be, as against the grain as it may be, as tough as the conversations and the questions are, seek out this balance of perfect grace and perfect truth. Because a journey with Jesus was never meant for us to be to have like computer-like minds where somebody just downloads our beliefs, views, and opinions. We were meant to be like Nicodemus, wrestle, struggle, and for goodness sake, talk about it. <laughs> now there's some advice that I want to give that kind of helps us do this in a healthy way. And the first thing is have an open mind that's full of questions. You know, anything that you hear, any topic, any conversation you're a part of, have an open mind about what it is you're hearing from someone else and ask questions about it. If it's different than what you've been taught, if it's different than what you've believed in, ask questions about it and see how that works within your own beliefs and your own convictions. But at the same time, as you're asking questions, find the best bubble to do that in. Do it with people that are so full of wisdom that you can trust, that you can have honest conversations with, but that can guide you down a right path with this, that um, considers what Scripture has to say, that has considers um, what the wisdom of other people have to say. So it, it's extremely important to ask questions, but also ask questions in the perfect and most healthy setting. And the last thing is just take it one day at a time. Um, some of these uh, interactions of Christian belief with um, culture, um, they're tense. And as I said before, there's faces behind the conversation. There's sometimes even hurt and pain behind the conversation. And we're not going to get all the answers in an instant. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of conversation, a lot of prayer. And so don't um, stress (laughs) Don't uh, gain any anxiety about this. Just take this one day at a time knowing that God loves you. He is for you and he wants what's best for you. And he's going to continue to reveal so much truth in your life as you continue to ask and have conversations about some of these questions that you have. So my encouragement is to um, live like Nicodemus of this perfect balance of standing so firm in what it is that you know, but also having an open mind to what it is that you may not know. And so that's my encouragement. As always, if you have any comments or questions about this, feel free to reach out. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the series. If you haven't listened to our previous talks, please 
go ahead and listen to them. This Sunday coming, we'll be finishing up this Let's, Let's Be Honest series, so make sure you join us. Our registration will open up Thursday at, uh, Thursday morning, um, and it will run until Saturday night or until we get full. So make sure you register, come on out, bring a friend if they haven't come before, and we would love to see you there. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you soon.